minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Rachel, I'm tired of weeping. 
Did you ever wonder where it all comes from? How you sleeping in the desert in the morning this month? No, I can't believe it. How it comes from above. How it sent forth with love. We are so young. Knocking on my door I was so asleep I couldn't tell for sure And now it's too late Shrina's gone away If only I was away Come on and wake up from your lazy sleep The shepherd's there for the strong and the weak Now it's never too late Just a little faith Now it's never too late
As we listen to the news from Israel these days, Hazorim Bidima Barina Yikitsoru. Jam and the Am at Shlomo Katz going back to one of his uh, amazing classics. He's out with the brand new um, uh, songs of Shlomo Kalbach, uh, which we'll do, I'm sure, at some point today as well. But that goes back to his Malay CD here at Jam and the Am. Moshe Hecht with Heart. Is alive. Hodul Hashem done by Yehuda Green. Mordechai ben David Imein Anili Mili. Leif Tahar had Imesh Gachech, beautiful version. Comfort me, Rachel. Safam from the CD after all these years. And boy, oh boy, there is comfort needed, that's for sure, for all of the uh, people of Israel, but specifically for those families directly affected by more terror attacks yesterday. And the Regesh with Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. JM in the AM on this Tuesday, it's November the 11th, Veterans Day. Make sure to thank and think. Thank the veterans and think of the veterans who gave of themselves for uh, our own freedom. It's the 18th day in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5775, Tufshanai and Hay. 43 degrees, 84% humidity, winds in north at 2 miles an hour. Partly cloudy today. High temperature of 64, then tonight fog later on. It was pretty foggy this morning, actually, with a low temperature of 55 degrees. Tomorrow morning drizzle with a high of 67, and that's when the um, the weather starts going a little crazy. <laughs> that's when the weather turns into a weather forecast that I am not happy with. Tomorrow night, lows in the 30s. By next week, we'll have lows in the 20s. Right now, we're at 43 on a Tuesday as we wake up here at JMM. Yushalayim is at 77, 43 here in Jersey City. I want to thank the folks that I meet. Had a um, not just a nice time last night at their unique dinner. It was really a unique dinner. They were at a theater on Broadway. Um, an incredible performance following the buffet dinner. Um, included people like Tova Felcha, uh, the Ramaz Chamber Choir, 
a gentleman from Broadway who performed Bring Me Home, as we've heard Dudu Fisher do it uh, just so beautifully. And um, unfortunately, unfortunately, one of the highlights of the evening was the speech given by the mother of Hadar Golden. Hadar Golden, a graduate of the Amit School, one of the schools in Israel, and uh, his parents were there, his mother spoke, and... It, it's difficult to remember anything else from the night when you hear the parents of uh, Hadar Golden speak to the crowd. He, of course, was taken to, uh, from us uh, toward the end of Operation Protective Edge. JM and the AM, uh, rem- a couple of reminders. We'll have a chance this morning to speak about the big Ohel dinner on the 23rd of November, and today's going to give us an opportunity to meet a unique person in our community, Abe Banda is the owner of Pomegranate. He is the revolutionary. He's the founder. He's the person who is now being imitated, sometimes poorly imitated, everywhere. I would say close to around the globe. Uh, we'll have a chance to speak with him and find out why he's involved with OHEL uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM and AM. I remind you that a week after Election Day, it's another Election Day because we have nine at nine. <laughs> the top nine at nine songs will be counted down tonight by Yussi Zweig on our stream, jmandam.org. Make sure to vote. Go to the nine at nine link at the very top at nachomsegel.com and vote for your favorite song, nine at nine link at the top of nachomsegel.com. And we've been speaking a lot about it. Today is finally the day. Ellie Hagler who does an amazing show called Jewish Reaction uh, every day, uh, every Tuesday, rather, at 9 a.m., right after JM and the AM. He always puts together a great show. Uh, but as we've been telling you, today is something extra special. Today, his guests in a two-parter, a two-parter that begins today and continues on the 18th of November. Uh, this two-parter on the um, topic of Jewish singles... For Jewish Reaction will include Rebbitton Judy Steinig of the OU, Mark Goldman of Soyu at Sinai, Mindy Eisenman of YU Connects, and Derek Saker of JWED. This is months in the making. They have put together this amazing two-part program, part one today at 9 a.m. And uh, make sure to tune in, and obviously it will be available after the show as well. But he, uh, Ellie Hagler claims that this roundtable discussion is... Um, is something that uh, a lot of people in the community are going to want to hear. So if you want four experts when it comes to the Jewish single scene, you have it. A two-parter. It starts today, 9 a.m. Eastern time on the stream, jmandtheam.org. Ellie Hagler will preside. Make sure to be tuned in. Tuesday morning broadcast at 21 minutes before 7 o'clock. News at the top of the hour and plenty more on a Tuesday broadcast right here at JM in the AM.
in the AM. Good morning. Welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 FM and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. No Shimcha, it's done by Lipa. Before that, you heard Barry Weber, Va'afilu. Someone requested the Chaim Yisrael, Va'afilu, but um, 
I just saw that now, so I apologize. That was the afilu done by Barry Weber. Shira Chadasha Boys Choir with Hine. You heard Shlomo Katz with Hazorim in there. It's Tuesday, Veterans Day. Make sure to thank a veteran today. It's the 18th day of Mar Cheshvan, 43 degrees, partly cloudy, a high 64. Temperature starts really dropping tomorrow night in this area. Had a wonderful time last night at the Amit dinner in New York City. And as I mentioned earlier, the highlight was, and unfortunately the highlight was, uh, the parents of Hadar Golden, who's an Amit school graduate, got up to speak and spoke of his short life. And as usual in these cases, you hear from parents who've lost uh, children at war in Israel and you're completely inspired by what they have to say. It was just amazing. Thank you to uh, Andy Goldsmith and to um, Ethan and everybody at uh, Amit for really a lovely night. Uh, you can comment on our app when you install the uh, Nahum Siegel Network app on your phone, Android or iPhone. You can comment as the show goes on. And um, <laughs> one of our commenters already this morning wrote, have a holy and happy day. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. <laughs> someone else had the, uh, someone else had the, um, a request we mentioned earlier and, uh, there are comments that are posted during every single show that we do on the network. You just can't see them once that show ends. So for instance, yesterday, a couple of comments during Mayor Weingarten's show, uh, the Israel show, uh, so those disappear at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we have them here on the back end, though, so uh, if it's a specific request or something that has to be passed on, we will take care of that. And uh, don't think that the comments are deleted. It's simply they start from scratch once a new show begins. Today, there'll be a new show at 9 a.m. with Ellie Hagler and the Jewish Reaction. This is the one that we've been talking about for quite a while. Uh, he has prepared a show with four amazing guests in a roundtable discussion on the topic of Jewish singles, Rebbitzin Judy Steinig of the OU, Mark Goldman of Soyu at Sinai, Mindy Eisenman of YU Connects, and Derek Saker of JWED. They are all together um, in a panel discussion that will take place today and next Tuesday. So it's a two-parter, today between 9 and 10 a.m. and next Tuesday between 9 and 10 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in right after JM and the AM for the Jewish Reaction. Ellie Hagler with those very special guests and the topic of the Jewish singles scene should be very, very interesting. He went out of his way to um, reassure me that it's something that a lot of people out there are going to want to hear. So uh, I strongly suggest uh, that you do just that. Should be very, very interesting. We mentioned that on November the 30th, the uh, National Bible Contest for Adults takes place in New York City. It'll happen at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. The event is free of charge. It features the Incredible Bible Contest. This is the 30th of November. The Incredible Bible Contest. Uh, it's an international Bible contest because there are people from outside the U.S. who are participating as well. There'll be musical performances that uh, afternoon with musical director Yaron Gershovsky and cantors Gadi Alon, Yosef Karavani, and the Cantor Israel Singer of New York and Cantor Israel Singer of New Jersey. Information about all this, remember the only catch with this event is you have to reserve in advance because of security. azm.org slash Bible dash contest. azm.org slash Bible dash contest. And that's how you can... Um, that's how you can participate and be there November the 30th. It should be a lot, of, very interesting event. It should be a very interesting event. That's for sure. An international Bible contest right here in New York City. 
right up the alley of a lot of people in this audience, I can tell you that much. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. Facebook update page is simply Nahum Siegel Network. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Nahum Siegel Net. Uh, whenever we post, you'll then uh, be able to see what it is we posted. Don't forget the world premiere of the Prime Minister's 2 takes place a week from today. That's courtesy of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, the Prime Minister's 2 Soldiers and Peacemakers, concentrating on the lives of uh, Yitzhak Rabin and Menachem Begin. It's Tuesday, a week from tonight. Film screening begins at 7.30 at the AMC Lowe's Lincoln Square on Broadway in New York City. Information at 212-697-1180, 212-697-1180. So keep track of that. Make sure you're there a week from tonight. And the Shalom Task Force uh, presents Naomi Ackerman tonight at 7.45. Tonight at 7.45, Naomi Ackerman is... Um, is appearing courtesy of the Shalom Task Force at the Sephardic Temple in Cedarhurst. Her one-woman play, Flowers Aren't Enough, is the story of Michal, a young woman from an upper-middle-class family who finds herself in an abusive relationship. We see her denial, shame, and despair, and then watch as she takes charge of her life and rediscovers herself. This compelling show has been performed over 1,500 times in Israel and around the world. It's for women only tonight, first come, first serve, um, 7.45 at the Sephardic Temple in Cedarhurst. Go to shalomtaskforce.org or dial 212-742-1478, extension 8. That's 212-742-1478, extension 8. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmnam.org. News from Israel coming up next. Galitzal, our Israel Army Radio News, will be happening in just a moment. Get the latest from Israel. Likud elections are now scheduled for January the 6th, I believe it is, for the Likud Central Committee. That should be interesting. And the latest on uh, the tragedies of this week next with Galitzal at JM in the AM. ולצהל השעה השתיים, כאן רן יבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. פלסטיני נהרג מאש צהל במהלך עימותים באזור חברון, כתבנו ענבל תמיר. במהלך עימותים בין פלסטינים לכוחות צהל באל-ערוב, כיוון אחד הפלסטינים נשק מאולתר לעבר החיילים שפתחו לעברו בירי ממנו נהרג. מוקדם יותר נפצע קשה פלסטינים מירי חי בעימותים חיילים במשולש חורסה שבדרום הר חברון. ראש הממשלה נתניהו יכנס את הקבינט בעוד כשעה על רקע ההתפתחויות האחרונות. שר הביטחון יעלון סייר בגוש עציון ואמר, זו לא אינתיפאדה, אבל אנחנו נערכים להמשך ההסלמה. למה שנקרא אינתיפאדה השנייה לא קראתי אינתיפאדה, אלא זה המלחמת טרור המתאבדים. אז אני מציע שלא נאחז בשם כזה או אחר. גם היום ביהודה ושומרון אנחנו לא רואים את ההמונים יוצאים לרחובות. ובעיקר רואים מפגעים בודדים. ברור שזו הסלמה, ברור שיש פה עלייה בגל האלימות. איך נכנה את זה? בואו נמתין ונראה. את הדברים הביאו כתבינו טל אברהם ואיליל שחר. פרטים חדשים על מעצרות של החשוד ברצח הנערה נועה אייל לפני 16 שנה, כתבנו יותם ברגר. האיש, יהודי תושב ירושלים בן 38, מכחיש את המיוחס לו, מעצרו 16 שנים לאחר שלטענת המשטרה אנס ורצח את נועה אייל בירושלים. התאפשר בזכות מעצר של אביו של החשוד, או לקחת דגימת מטענו הגנטי, לקחת דגימת דנ"א מהחשוד עצמו בסתר והצלבתם. אייל נרצחה בהיותה בת 17 בשנת 98, לאחר שעלתה על טרמפ ממרכז העיר לשכונת רמות. מיני פרקליטו של החשוד, יהודה שושן. מדובר על ראיות פורנזיות, שאיתן אין ספק שיהיה לנו קשה להתמודד, אך יחד עם זאת המציאות לימדה אותנו 
וניסיון העבר בתיקים כאלה ואחרים, שגם ראיה פורנזית כמו טביעת אצבע או DNA יכולה להיסתר או על ידי עניין טכני או על ידי שרשרת כזו או אחרת בבדיקה. אחרי הוויכוח הקולני בוועדת הכספים, המתיחות בין הליכוד ליש עתיד יכולה להוביל לעיכוב בחוק מע"מ אפס, כתבנו עידו בן בג'י. לאחר דיון סוער בוועדת הכספים, הוכרע שהצעת החוק תעבור לדיון בוועדת הכנסת שבשליטת הליכוד. בכירים במפלגה אמרו הבוקר שהחוק יקודם רק לאחר שיש עתיד תתפשר בנוגע לסעיפים השנויים במחלוקת בחוק ההסדרים ובתקציב, אך בינתיים שני הצדדים עוד רחוקים מפשרה. ולסיום, התל אביבים יכולים להמשיך לקנות בשבתות, כתבתנו שרון פולבר. בית המשפט לעניינים מקומיים בתל אביב מחק היום את הבקשות למתן צווי סגירה על המרכולים שפתחו בשבתות. השופט אביאם ברקאי קבע כי כיוון ששר הפנים הפורש, גדעון סער, לא הגיב לתיקון לחוק העזר שאפשר את פתיחת המרכולים, בפרק הזמן של 60 הימים שהוקנו לו, חוק העזר החדש תקף, ועל כן המרכולים פועלים על פי חוק בסופי השבוע. אלה חדשות שעורך אילי לוין.
p.m. in the a.m. New York Boys Choir with Tove Lahodos. Tuesday morning, it's J.M. in the a.m. Yeshiva League Sports Update, five minutes away. That's right, Yeshiva League Sports Update is coming up. Elliot Weiselberg has the uh, Cooper Tournament results from this past weekend. I know some of our local schools did really well. He'll have that and plenty more on the topic of hockey and basketball. Yeshiva League Sports Update, just five minutes from now here at J.M. in the a.m. Uh, today is the uh, Yachad presentation of... Um, the International Inclusion and Special Education Conference. The Yachad International Inclusion and Special Education Conference happens today at Manhattan Day School on the topic of maybe we should teach the way they learn. Uh, information, uh, you can contact Yachad. We say good morning and wish good luck to all the participants today in this very important conference. It actually gets underway within the hour, so... Hatzlacharabah from all of us here at JM and the AM. Reminder that the Ten Yad Hachnasas Kala invites you to their big auction and performance this coming Sunday at the Razag Ballroom on East New York Avenue in Brooklyn. Uh, they'll have a um, prize viewing, ticket purchasing, and a light buffet at 5 p.m. A performance entitled The Best Mistake of All with Miriam Handler directing at 8.45 p.m. and the big program an auction drawing at 9.45 on Sunday night at the Razag Ballroom in Brooklyn, New York. Tenyad.org has all the information. Tenyad.org. Support their great work. They are amazing. Impact Israel. You know what that is. It's the Impact Israel Conference brought to you by our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. And it happens this coming Sunday starting at 12.30 p.m. at Convene, 733rd Avenue, in New York City, Impact Israel allows you to advance your career, to make an impact, and to do it all in Israel. Join Nefesh Benefesh and all their sponsoring organizations at the leading event catering to students and young professionals who are looking to explore career paths, job opportunities, and social entrepreneurship in Israel. The keynote, Israel Sparks, is 6 Olim making an impact in Israel. There will be plenty of panel discussions, discussion about Aliyah benefits in the Israeli University Marketplace, Plenty of time to meet with past and future lone soldiers, Masa alumni, entrepreneurs, and more. 12.30 begins this Sunday at Convene, 733rd Avenue in New York, nbn.org.il slash impact, nbn.org.il slash impact. I remind you, today is the day that Ellie Hagler hosts a very special edition of the Jewish Reaction, all about the Jewish singles situation. He'll have with him Rebbits and Judy Steinig of the OU, Mark Goldman of Soyu at Sinai, Mindy Eisenman of YU Connects, and Derek Saker of JWED. They'll all be together starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time in a two-parter this week and next week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Uh, it is a an unbelievable panel discussion that a lot of people in our audience are going to want to hear. It's right after JM in the AM this morning at 9 a.m. Uh, here at JM in the AM Dot org. We get an opportunity to meet Mr. Abe Banda coming up. David Mandel of OHEL brings us one of the guests of honor at the OHEL dinner for the 23rd of November. He's the founder of Pomegranate. And I'm going to ask him whatever I want to ask him about founding the, uh, I guess, the most revolutionary shopping experience maybe in Jewish history. That's all coming up here at JM in the AM. Don't forget Yeshiva League Sports Update is underway. Yeshiva League Sports Update, 720 every single 
uh, Tuesday morning with Elliot Weiselberg. That'll be coming up next right here at JM in the AM. Brand new Shlomo Cats. Chua Sum is a song from uh, Rav Shlomo Kalbach that Shlomo Katz just released on his brand new CD, uh, which is uh, previously unpublished songs of the great Rav Shlomo Kalbach. Elliot Weiselberg is next. Time for our Yeshiva League Sports Update. want to give a big shout-out to the uh, Feller family and everybody at Crown Trophy. As I said last week, <laughs> if there's a trophy that's being awarded to one of our Yeshiva League teams or individuals, not chances are. It is coming from Crowd Trophy, and they do an amazing job keeping the uh, P 
piquing the interest of all the uh, youngsters in the Yeshiva League and the older people in the Yeshiva League as well because they make such amazing stuff. So a big, big, big hello to um, uh, everybody up at Crown Trophy who love the Yeshiva League sports update and the court report, which is Sunday nights at 7 o'clock on our stream. Um, Elliot Weiselberg, Yeshiva League sports update time right here at JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update, a stunner in JV basketball as the championship favorite is upended and the Yeshiva League basketball lit Memphis on fire this weekend as five teams participated in the Cooper Invitational Tournament. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. JV basketball saw one of its top contenders stumble right out of the blocks as the SAR Sting fell to the MTA Lions in their 2014-2015 season opener. MTA opened up a 14-point lead in the second half backed by the play of their trio of bigs, Yehuda Colton, Yehuda, and Binyamin Buckbinder. But it would not be an easy route to the win. Despite a strong start, MTA squandered the lead and ended up tied at 39 with three seconds left in the game. Off of an inbounds play, Colton attempted a layup with one second left and was fouled in the process. Colton would hit one of two shots as the buzzer rang, giving MTA the 40-39 victory. Colton would finish at its MTA's high score with 10 points. For the seventh year, the Cooper Memphis Invitational Basketball Tournament has set the stage for the upcoming basketball season. And for Yeshiva League fans, the cream of the crop is right in front of you. Five teams participated from our ranks, Hafter, North Shore, Frisch, TABC, and Hillel. Over the four days, our teams won a combined 12-4, and four, with two of those losses in head-to-head matchups, three semifinalists, and two championships. First to Tier 2, where the Hillel Heat, rebounding from an early loss to Eula, took home the championship, dominating former Tier 1 champions Chicagoland 63-31. Frisch's projection as early season championship favorites took a hit when they too fell to Eula in the quarterfinals, relegating them to the Tier 1 consolation round. The Cougars would take home 5th place. In the final four, the Hafter Hawks would avenge their league brethren, knocking off the Panthers, while North Shore ended TABC's tournament run, which, given how far they went, should give Storm Faithful a positive vibe for the upcoming year. The tournament finals would feature Hafter and North Shore, the two teams that had already faced in the Mag and David tournament finals in September, this being their second meeting already, and they still have at least two games to play that count in the standings. Hafter looked to be headed for disaster late in the fourth quarter when, down one, junior phenom A.B. Pearl picked up his fifth foul. Up would step Michael Weissman, draining a bucket to take the lead, then stepping in to steal the ball away from the Stars to lead to a score at the other end by Jonathan Greenberg. Down two, North Shore's Cody Cohen would have a clean look from downtown, but the ball hit off the rim as the clock ran out, giving Hafter tournament victory number two, and more importantly, yet another mental notch on their divisional rivals. It was hardware abound as TABC's Moshe Brum, Hafter's Perlow, and North Shore's Cohen took home all tournament honors. Hillel's Nathan Beebe was awarded Tier 2 MVP honors, while Hafter's Jonathan Greenberg earned the same for Tier 1. Also, congratulations to TABC's Donnie Kalminick for winning the three-point shooting contest. Speaking of Hafter... Earlier this week, it was announced that the Hawks and the Flatbush Falcons will be playing one of their regular season games at the home of the Brooklyn Nets, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, on Sunday, December 28th at 7 p.m. Stay tuned for more information regarding that game in the coming weeks. Want to find out more about these games and other action from the past week? Tune in to tonight's encore presentation of The Court Report at 7 p.m. on the stream, NahumSiegel.com. And that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg.
Tuesday morning. It's JM in the AM. Yaakov Shweki, of course. 7.30 in the morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Rashi notes that the decree of Noach's generation was sealed because of the sin of robbery. This seems strange. As the people were completely corrupted, they transgressed the worst of errors. Yet, they were held responsible specifically because of the sin of robbery. We should bear in mind that robbery is a broad category. It has many applications. Aside from stealing money, there is Ganevastas, deceiving or misleading another individual. For example, leading a merchant to think that we might buy something when we're really just pricing the competition. Sending in various members of the family so that we can purchase more of a sell item that's limited to one per family. Sharing an unused gym membership with a friend, even though it's clearly marked non-transferable. The prohibition is not limited by age. Therefore, a person cannot even fool their own child. There are many halachas that pertain to truth in advertising, stating that thousands of people have purchased a particular item when it's not really so, is Ganevastas. It misrepresents the item that we wish to sell. Interviewing for a job and affirming that we can make a long-term commitment when we know that we're not going to be able to, is Ganevastas. Fraud, cheating the government in any way, is included in this prohibition. There is also Gezel Shema, disturbing another individual from his sleep, or in any way infringing on the rights of others. The great Rabbi Yisrael Salanter once went to visit a banker with whom he was acquainted. It was a matter of great importance. When the banker, sitting at the table inside of his house, observed Rabbi Yisrael through the window, coming down the path, he wanted to accord him proper honor and respect. The banker ran upstairs to put on his Shabbos suit. When Rabbi Yisrael Salanter knocked, one of the servants opened the door and invited him in. However, as soon as the tzaddik entered the room, there he saw the money on the table. He promptly exited the house and stood outside. A short while later, the banker returned, but couldn't find his guest. He searched all the rooms, until finally the servant told the man that Rabbi Yisrael was standing outside the house. The banker ran to him. Why are you standing outside? Rabbi Yisrael cited the Tamanum Bava Basra. Most people are guilty of robbery, a minority of immorality, and all of slander. Despite the fact that only a few people would commit immorality, many restrictions have been enacted in order to assure that the laws are not transgressed. If most people are guilty of robbery, then one surely needs to set up safeguards in order not to be even tempted to transgress that Avera. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday on uh, the 15th of November, this coming Saturday night, there'll be a night out for Chesed 24-7. That is the organization. It's called Chesed 24-7. Talk about a name reflecting the mission of an organization. Saturday night, November the 15th at 7.30, the get-together is at Congregation Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. It'll be a performance by mentalist David Blatt. 
wine selections, dairy buffet, great raffles. It's all happening courtesy of Chesed 24-7 this coming Saturday night. Rabbi Tzvi Miller is with us live via telephone. He's the director of development for Chesed 24-7. Rabbi Miller, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you so much for having me on. A pleasure to have you on. I know that uh, I just stressed how the name is self-explanatory, but nonetheless, tell us what Chesed 24-7 is all about. Well, Chesed 24-7 is an organization that's, uh, that's, out, that's out there helping families uh, going through a medical crisis or a situation where they're in the hospital. Uh, we have uh, post-hospitality rooms, what's referred to uh, by many as the bigger colon rooms, in most of the major hospitals in, um, in, in New York and, and, and New Jersey, um, you know, we do many services. We have, uh, we send meals, we have liaisons in the hospital, we do visitations, and we're really out there trying to help, uh, families that, that can use it. So you guys are the ones responsible for restocking Beaker Holum rooms and, you know, that type of thing that, you know, to, to make sure that people who need things, whether it's Shabbos or during the week, have it at those hospitals? Correct. Correct. Um, how long have you been around? Well, we've been around for, for many, many years, um, but in the last, I would say, 10 years, we've been really growing and getting to more hospitals. Um, as, as the need grows, you know, as, as quality soil grows and, and there's more and more of us in different hospitals and, uh, you know, we, we, this, the need just seems to, to keep growing. So. Are, there, are there any major hospitals in New York and New Jersey that you haven't covered yet? Just about. Just about all the major, major hospitals are covered. Um, there's still some of the smaller ones in the smaller communities. And, you know, we're in touch with a few, actually, uh, in the last few months that have been talking to us about establishing rooms. Uh, the, the last room that we opened was actually in Calvary Hospital. Wow. And um, that's been tremendous. Calvary Hospital is um, uh, it's actually a sponsor on, on this event. And we've been we've been really really impressed with the hospital. I mean, they're uh, they're uh, they're known for end of life issues, and uh, I know that their outreach to our community has been amazing. Yes, um, and what's really special about them is that they uh, they respect you know the sanctity of life, and that's that's something that we're finding in many hospitals is is not so anymore. Right. Um, you know, and 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 they're incredible. They have a um, you know they have a, a chaplain, and you know his. His word is, is law. So, you know, and people have been steadily using it and going, and, and, and it's been growing, really. The, you where, know, where, are they, where are they located? In Westchester? Where are they? No, they're in the, they're in the Bronx. Oh, they're in the Bronx. Um, yeah. Rabbi Tzvi Miller is with us live via telephone, and a night out for Chesed 24-7 happens this coming Saturday night at 7.30 in Teaneck, New Jersey, Keter Torah Congregation on Romer Avenue. Uh, Chesed 24-7's mission is to provide crucial support for hospitalized patients and their families, from emergency visits to lengthy surgeries, from happy occasions to sudden crisis. A hospital stay can be a lonely, frustrating, and exhausting experience. Every Jewish patient can rely on the constant support offered by Chesed 24-7. Well, if you're going to live up to your name, I assume you have some type of either emergency hotline or some type of number people can text or email in order to get a hold of you guys immediately. Yeah, sure. Our number is always answered. We have uh, it's forwarded after hours to you know, to various people that answer it, and um, you know, I mean, the phone rings straight straight till Shabbos. 
I've been impressed, by the way, with the hospitals who've set up their own "quote unquote" liaisons to the Jewish community. Do you is that is that something that's unique to the middle of New York City, or you've noticed that other hospitals in the tri-state area have also tried to literally come up with one person responsible with dealing with the community issues? Uh, what's interesting is that not even all the hospitals uh, in in New York have done that. Uh, it, to me, it makes a lot of sense. You know, oh, yeah. our community has unique needs, and and it, you know, if we if there's someone there that's able to to service them, then you know, as a business, it makes sense uh, in the business sense. But many hospitals haven't, so we've actually um, uh, we we've, we've had we have two liaisons now, and uh, it's something that that we're growing. Um, because there are many hospitals that can use such a liaison. So it's a good possibility if someone, for instance, as an example, is one of the major is in one of the major New Jersey hospitals. They call you guys. It's very possible you have someone who has already a very good relationship with people in charge at that specific hospital. Yes, correct. We have in Mount Sinai and we have in Columbia. Hmm, very nice. Uh, night out for Chesed happens in Teaneck, New Jersey, this coming Saturday night. I'm assuming that you are. Uh, anticipating people from everywhere, from Muncie, from Bergen County, and many other areas to join you on Saturday night. Sure. It'll be a, a fun night out, and, you know, it's uh, something if you're looking to take your wife out and, and, and have an enjoyable evening, support a great cause. This is really the place to go. Mentalist David Blatt will be performing. You'll have exquisite wine selections, great dairy buffet, raffles, etc. It's all happening this coming Saturday night on Romer Avenue at Congregation Keter Torah in Teaneck, New Jersey, a night out for Chesed. 24-7. Information, go to their website, chesed247.org. That's pretty simple. Chesed247.org. Is there a phone number as well, Rabbi uh, Miller? Slash night out, if I might add. And for the event, it's slash night out, chesed247.org, slash night out. Any specific phone number you want to give out? Uh, our, our main phone number for, for anything, anyone that might need it, is... Uh, Eight four five three five four three two three three. All right, eight four five three five four three two three three for information. Good luck Saturday night. I hope it's a uh, big success. Thank you. The people who are working to help patients in hospitals. Um, I've seen this from personal experience. It's just amazing the work they're doing. Uh, Chesed twenty four seven was brought to our attention by a friend of ours, and we wished them luck and. Continued success in bringing relief and uh, help to people who are uh, in that need in the different hospitals around town. Uh, more coming up. It's 19 minutes before 8 o'clock. This is JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. It's the Moshav band from their brand new one. That's called Shabbat Volume Number 1 here at J.M. the A.M. Quarter before 8 o'clock, a couple of reminders. First of all, the um, Stay Road dinner is Wednesday night, a week from tomorrow. Come pay tribute to the distinguished list of honorees. A lot of great people who are being honored, as we discussed when Yossi Baumel was here the other day. Join Rabbi Fendel and everybody as uh, we pay tribute to the Frontline Israel Solidarity Celebration. We're not making you go to Stay Road this time. We're making you come out to a great dinner in New Jersey at the Hilton Meadowlands. Information at area code 718-673-4945. 718-673-4945. StayRoad.org has all the info as well. Today's a Yarche Kala, being that it's Veterans Day. There's a Yarche Kala in Brooklyn at Congregation Agudas Yisrael of Madison. Rabbi Reisman, Rabbi Pearl, Rabbi Becher all will present starting at 9 a.m. this morning. Today's Veterans Day. If you have the day off, enjoy it and use it wisely. And uh, I know some schools are off today. Others, <laughs> others, sadly, for the students have school today. Um, don't forget that even though Election Day was a week o- a week ago, the top nine at nine allows you to elect your favorite song of the week. Yes, Swig counts down the top nine at nine tonight at nine p.m. Eastern time on our stream at jmnam.org. A very popular segment, and you get to vote. Go to the 9 at 9 link at the very top of com. You can vote for this week's songs and enjoy that whole process. The Shalom Task Force presents Naomi Ackerman tonight in a one-woman play starting at 7.45 this evening at the Sephardic Temple in Cedarhurst. It's called Flowers Aren't Enough. It's a story of Michal, a young woman from an upper-middle-class family who finds herself in an abusive relationship. You see her denial, shame, and despair, and then watch as she takes charge of her life and rediscovers herself. This compelling show has been performed over 1,500 times in Israel and worldwide. It's for women only tonight, happening at the Sephardic Temple in Cedarhurst. Information, shalomtaskforce.org, shalomtaskforce.org for all the information on that. I remind you that a week from tonight, the Prime Minister's 2 is going to debut in New York City. This is courtesy of the Simon Wiesenthal Center. Prime Minister's 2 will uh, focus on the lives of Yitzhak Rabin and Menachem Begin. It happens at the Lincoln Square AMC Lowe's Theater Tuesday night of next week. Information Museum of Tolerance New York dot com or call for tickets. They're almost sold out at 212-697-1180. That's 212 212- Six nine seven eleven eighty. Told you earlier about the Impact Israel event. We'll explore that later in the week with our friends from Nefesh Ben Nefesh. That event happens this coming Sunday in New York City. You have an opportunity to um, participate in an event that will feature uh, leading professionals who are looking to explore career paths, job opportunities, and social entrepreneurship in Israel. That happens this coming Sunday starting at 12.30 p.m. at Convene, 733rd Avenue in New York City. Information on that, nbn.org.il. That's nbn.org.il for information on that. Uh, don't forget, today's the day that Ali Hagler b- begins his big series on the Jewish single scene. That happens today starting at um, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right after J.M. and the A.M., Ellie Hagler on the Jewish Reaction Show has invited 
for a two-part series. Rebbitz and Judy Steinig of the OU, Mark Goldman of Soyu at Sinai, Mindy Eisenman of YU Connects, and Derek Saker of JWED. They'll be together for two weeks, 9 a.m. today and 9 a.m. next Tuesday in this two-part very important and interesting series about the Jewish singles community. You'll want to tune in right after JM in the AM with Ellie Hagler and the Jewish Reaction Show. And a big thank you to our friends at Amit. I was there last night for their annual dinner in New York City, and it was just an amazing night, an incredible presentation. Tova Felcher was uh, Golda Meir on stage. Uh, The Ramaz Chamber Choir was incredible. Unfortunately, the highlight of the night was the speech by the mother of Hadar Golden, who was murdered by the enemy this summer in Operation Protective Edge. And I say unfortunately, of course, because of the circumstances, but boy, as you would suspect, it was certainly a very, very inspiring speech. Ten minutes before 8 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. Coming up, as promised, we'll introduce to you the founder of probably the most significant uh, kosher establishment maybe in the history of the world. A. Banda is in our studio. Pomegranate. We'll discuss all of it coming up with our friends at OHEL at JM in the AM.
Mordechai Ben David off of the sheer double CD that's called Eitz Chaim. Before that, Moshe Menlowitz with Ure. A couple of minutes before 8 o'clock on a Tuesday, this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmdm.org. The OHEL Annual Gala is happening on uh, November the 23rd in New York City. Everybody is uh, encouraged to participate. Uh, you may recall we had an amazing conversation last week, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago at this point, about uh, Mrs. Miriam Lubling. By the way, that conversation inspired some people to get involved in Beaker Hull, and we heard that directly, uh, which was an amazing benefit and byproduct of that conversation. And uh, she, of course, will be recognized posthumously at the... Uh, at the dinner on the 23rd of November. New format, by the way. There'll be a buffet dinner followed by the program. Uh, there are many distinguished honorees that night, and as we've been telling you for the last couple of days, today we get the chance 
to meet Mr. Abraham Banda. Mr. Banda is the founder and owner of Pomegranate. Uh, no doubt, uh, everyone must agree, a store that has been a revolutionary store and really a revolutionary concept in the Jewish and kosher world. Uh, Abraham Banda is uh, described as an innovative entrepreneur and community leader. He's the owner of Pomegranate. And on the night of November 23rd, David Mandel, who's in our studio, and everybody at OHEL will be presenting to him the Community Partnership Award. First, David Mandel, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I just want to give a shout-out to a good friend, Penny Shapiro, who tells me that he listens to you every single morning. Well, thank you, Penny. I hope there's a million others like you. And Abraham Bando, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum, for having me once again. It's a with pleasure me. to have you here. We've met before. We and, have met uh, before. We've had some great experiences together. And today I get to ask you any question I wish. I think you uh, were once at uh, Pomegranate, doing a show in Pomegranate. I it's certainly was. It's been a while. I Pomegranate, hope you come back. Pomegranate's what, six years old? Does that six make sense? Six years, yes. It's summer. six years. Yes. So somewhere in the, in the area of the first year, we came out and participated in a big celebration. And you know how to draw a crowd. You know how to draw a crowd, not just Erev Shabbos and Erev Yontif, but you know how to draw crowd Sunday through Thursday and everyone seems to gravitate to pomegranate now in, in the business sense you know take care of some of these curiosities that I have in the business sense going in you knew that this was like any business any business venture a big risk right how would the community how would the kosher consumer react to I don't know a state-of-the-art very high-end you know never before seen type of supermarket what gave you the the uh i don't know the nerve the wherewithal the the courage to go ahead with a project like this knowing that you know i'm not quite sure how people will react and that's a question i've been asked uh time and time again especially in the beginning uh you know most of my friends and family and people who knew me in the business community were very skeptical about the concept but uh Somehow, when I used to walk around in the secular supermarkets, the non-kosher supermarkets, I felt an experience that secular non-kosher people are feeling, and I was thinking to myself, how come no one in the kosher community, which is not affluent in general, but, you know, some of them well off and even, you know, middle class, most of the kosher community middle class, why don't we have that experience? And somehow Hashem gave me this place. It came up. Uh, somebody offered me this place. And just like right when I saw it, even though it was a rundown place, uh, something, you know, came to my mind. And I said, you know, we can do over here a beautiful kosher market that's going to change the way people perceive shopping, a kosher food shopping. And then uh, once I decided on doing that, I just went forward uh, with my concept. I went forward with the business plan. And the most important thing that I was trying to do is making sure that everybody who comes in here doesn't feel overwhelmed, but just feels good. That means you don't, you know, you don't want to feel that you're walking into Bergdorf Goodman, right. that everything is overpriced. Everything and is reasonable. You can't touch anything. <laughs> everything is read the staple items are reasonably priced and the gourmet items are a little more expensive. So the thing is that we have the great thing about pomegranate. It's not made only for the rich consumer. It's made for the everyday consumer. All the staple items that we have, that we sell, are sold in a very clean atmosphere, customer-friendly, so everyone who comes in there can shop, find themselves, that they can get go out a satisfied customer. Would this have worked 
anywhere but in the center of Flatbush? Uh, that's a good question. I think that's hypothetical. I think in order, uh, in order for this to work, you need to have parking. So because a lot of, you know, in order for a big store right. to basically cover their expenses, we need to do volume. Large consumer base. Right, large consumer base. So we need, to, we need to have a big parking spot and we need to be exposed to the consumer, not only of Flatbush, the whole tri-state area. We have, uh, you know, a big percentage of our consumers are people from Manhattan. Because right. you're not... Because you're a destination. Correct. There's right. not a real good supermarket in Manhattan. There's right. other supermarkets in Brooklyn and other parts of Brooklyn, not like pomegranate, but in Manhattan, you really don't have anything. In Staten Island, in Seagate, in Jersey, and it gravitates to a lot of people from Brooklyn as well because the service that we give, usually the experience that they have, nobody else so far has managed to duplicate. Right. You so know, you, they've been trying, but... Uh, right. I mean, you have a, you, there's no question that you've led to a lot of imitation. Yes. Uh, and, I, I, and by the way, I think it goes beyond kosher food. I think there's been pomegranate imitators even in other, other industries in our community. I would say this. I'm very proud of the fact that not only the pomegranate customer has a better shopping experience. I think uh, pomegranate was a wake-up call for all the kosher community, food shopping. Everybody saw and the need that the kosher consumer has to elevate their cleanliness, the stores, the way they put out the stuff, the way they service the customers. It used to be uh, quite bad six years ago. You used to go into a store, you know, there were barely lights and uh, the, the cashiers would do you a favor <laughs> that they would serve you. Now it's the other way around. So uh, I think every consumer, even though the one there are not shopping at Pomegranate, benefits from Pomegranate and I'm very proud of that and I'm very happy for that. Abraham Banda is here. We'll talk about Ohel in a minute. November 23rd, he's being given the Community Partnership Award uh, at the Ohel dinner. One of the first notices thing six years ago was you insisted that nobody ever wait online and everyone thought that that would you know disappear after a couple of weeks this whole attitude but even with massive crowds and even Erev Yuntif, you've kept that commitment to get people in and out as fast as possible yes that's that was one of the things that uh, I feel myself I always when I walk the store and when I do things I look at myself as the consumer and I myself have no problem going into any shopping store, food or non-food, and schmoozing and looking around. But once I come to the register, I want to be out. Right. I don't want to stand there and wait there more than a minute or even less. I right. want to be served right away. So I've been working very hard that we have enough staff at the registers. We always push everybody out as fast as we can. We unpack them. We make them feel that when they're ready to go, you're out of here. So that's something that we've been working hard. We've been successful at it. And I think, um, you know, people are trying to imitate that. And some successfully do give that service. Some, you know, are still struggling with it. But uh, we kept that since we opened. And I made a promise to myself that as long as I'm going to have pomegranate, as long as I'm, I'm going to be the owner and stay here, I'm going to make sure that... Every single customer gets the best experience possible from the valet to the cleanliness of the store, to the atmosphere, to the lighting, to the way the products are set out, and, of course, to the way we check them out. Because usually it's the last thing that people remember the best. And uh, so that's why, um, you know, we were successful in doing that. And I think uh, people have become accustomed to that as normal.
You don't have to wait in line, no matter how busy it is, no matter if it's before Yantiv or after Yantiv. Are there plenty of people who never walk into the store through delivery? Are they pomegranate customers and they never walk in? We have deliveries, but most of the people do come into the store because the store provides an experience. So some people, even if they're not in the mood of shopping, they're just in the mood of going out. We have Thursday night couples, they just walk the <laughs> store. And it's a, it's a social experience. You meet people, you get tastings over there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on there that it's not only a place where you get your food and go, it's a place to uh, convene and to um, now that couldn't have been enjoy. Your, that couldn't have been in your original plan. That, well, Thursday, was, that, that there'd be a date night at Pomegranate. <laughs> There's no way that was in your original plan. Okay, what, that, well, <laughs> what we did is we tried to create an experience that everybody should be, feel welcome and happy. It's also an interesting in Pomegranate that in the, most of the stores you have a certain clientele. It's either very right. Hasidish, very right. Litvish, very Yeshivish, right. very modern. Appeals to a group. Appeals to a group. It's interesting that you come in at Pomegranate from, uh, you know, the very Hasidish, from the Yeshivish, to the Litvish, to the modern, to the secular. Everybody over there feels comfortable. They don't feel out of place. It's like, it's like everybody's store. So that's also a way that we created the environment that everyone in the store feels comfortable. In the retail world, it's almost impossible to maintain what you're able to provide at the beginning, right? I mean, that, that's a struggle, I guess, every day. You have a large staff, and complacency can set in. It must be a tremendous challenge. And by the way, a good comparison to OL, must be a, a tremendous challenge to keep up being number one you know, as every week and month goes by. That's very hard. It's, I agree with that. That's actually the hardest part right. that we have. That and I assume you have a very large step. And the, st- and the way we approach things, and my concept is always pushing up. That means even though we're number one and we're way, way better than the number two, we are never happy. We're always looking to make things better. We always try to be innovative. We always try to be creative. And then if you go sideways, you always fall down. You need to push up. Uh, just even to keep sideways, we push up as hard as we can, and that's something we're constantly struggling with. Like uh, you know, every business has its struggles, and right. uh, we're doing the same. If you if you 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 must have people surrounding you who are as passionate as you are. Otherwise, it's impossible to do this, right? I I am proud with the staff that we have. Uh, everyone in Pomegranate has the vision and the passion that we have. The people I usually hire. Uh, what they, they, they agree with the vision, they like pomegranate, they enjoy working there. And, you know, once they get bored, which happens, they, you know, they move on and then we get other people that are passionate and, uh, and they're very, very, uh, customer friendly the way we are. And they, the most important thing is when people come to work, they should enjoy their work. They should right. believe in pomegranate, they should believe in delivering the customer experience every day, to wow the customers every day, and to try to do better every day. So when new supermarkets open, and it's obvious that they are, again, trying to either imitate or match your success, or however you want to put it, it makes you feel, how would you say it? Makes you feel great? Makes you feel... You know, uh, that, that your vision has, in fact, come to fruition? No, you're putting me in a spot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel a lot of things. But, <laughs> there is some downside, but, huh? Uh, but let me, I, 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 will, I will be honest, you know, of course, competition, nobody right. actually... Nobody welcomes it, right? Nobody welcomes, no, no business welcomes competition. But overall, I think competition is very good for business because if there wouldn't be competition, I would get more complacent. Right. Like this, I am more vigorous. And Baruch Hashem, I can say our sales... And our customer base has been there and only improving. And, uh, you know, I'm constantly uh, trying to make things better. And there's no doubt that every day 
customers come in and tell me, you know, uh, they try to make me feel good. It doesn't really make a difference because I don't try to look at what everybody else does. But they constantly keep telling me, you know, uh, no one is close to pomegranate. They've been trying. It's a good try, but uh, they don't get close to you. So, you know, from the other side, I feel uh, very happy about that customers are getting uh, a better experience, even though, you know, they're not close to us and they can't, you know, come shopping. Not everybody has a car right. that we can travel so far. So, um, but, uh, you know, I would say that overall, I'm very happy with, with the company. I'm very happy with the concept. And I'm very happy the way things are going. Um, uh, if we're being honest, and I know you are, obviously, but I'm, I'm so curious about this perspective of yours. And please don't take this the wrong way. I'm just so curious about it. When you stand in your store, Erev Rosh Hashanah, and you see people buying these exotic fruits that you've brought in, or now it's going to be Hanukkah, and you'll certainly have some, what some people would consider outrageous items, right, different than a lot of other stores. Or when you're standing in your meat section, and you have certain meats that are, what, what, what do we call them, very prominent? <laughs> How do we refer to the really, really high-end stuff that you sell? How are you turning the gourmet food? Okay, it's so a gourmet food. Do you sometimes say to yourself, my gosh... You know, there's a there's a lot of disposable income in this community. There's a lot of, I don't know, desire that people out there, you know, in our community just, just want the best or are looking for the best. What what do you think as you see those items being purchased in your store? I do feel that, uh, you know, fortunately, right now, when we opened, uh, we there was hard times. 2008, right. you know, when Lehman tough Brothers time, closed, right? there were tough times. Still, we were able to cover ourselves and to thrive and to grow. At this point, I think, you know, the real estate market has been very hot. People are, uh, the customers that come in here are, you know, much more well-to-do than five years ago. So people want the best. There are people who can afford it and they want the best. And if they want the best, I want to be the one who's going to sell them the best. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is you're any not You're not making them buy the best, but you want to be the one to offer the best. Let's put I want right. to offer no, them the best. Right. And what Pomegranate is about, what I founded this company, it's about giving the best to every consumer. Even the consumer who is not affluent, right. the low-class consumer, the middle consumer, the staple items that we sell, we very competitive with the other stores, and we give them a better service. That means they can get parking, fast checkout, a clean store, wide aisles. They don't bump into each other, the selection, the variety, and the friendly people on the floor. So, but, you know... Meat, let's assume we have a, f a self full service showcase of meat that, uh, you know, people come in that have been around the world and they've never seen that even in a secular store. Right. The meat that we have is unparalleled. The way we cut it, the way we choose the meat, the way we present the meat, even the regular meat and the full service show, in the self service showcase, everything is a notch above. So what we do is we provide quality. And if people want quality and if people are ready to, uh, pay a few extra dollars for something high-end, we have it, and we provide it to them. And I think, uh, you know, they say that um, you can see by us in the community, food, in general, it's a Jewish culture. It's every Shabbos, every mm -hmm. Yontif, everything. It's all turning around food. And, you know, you know, the Talmud says, the Gemara says that Anything you buy for Shabbos is not included what they give you Rosh Hashanah. Right. It's extra. Right. It always says, Like on Shabbos, you should put the best food on the table. 
like the story with the fish, with mm. Yosef Moikas Shabbos. Mm-hmm. He was like, all week he saved money right. for the best fish. So what we believe is to give the best product out there. If somebody wants to grace their Shabbos table with the best food, the best fish, the best meat, the best any takeout, or the best dips, the freshest, the, you know, from every, we have it for them. If they can't afford it because they have kids in yeshiva or they have not that much income as they would, we sell, you know, whatever other grocery sells at the very competitive prices. It's not like the whole store is very expensive. We Understood. have the expensive items for the people who want it. And we do believe that it should be there, should be, it should be out there for people who want to grace their shops right. tables, their yontif tables with the best that they can get. And I know we have to talk about the dinner, which we will, but I'm just so curious about some of these things. It, 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 it confirm the following for me with an explanation. It is effective. To place a print ad in a newspaper that is only the image of a piece of meat. That is a, an effective way to reach the consumer. Because, you, because many of the announcements, many of the ads that you put in newspapers, frankly, are literally images, right? Literally images of a piece of meat, a piece of fruit, a, uh, you know, whatever it is that time of year, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, this is something that you revolutionized. I don't think people were doing that type of advertising before you got into the business. Is that accurate? Yes, but are you asking or are you saying? I'm no, I'm sure. asking. I want you to confirm it for me. I want you to say to me, you know, it may seem, I don't know, a little bit out there, a little bit different, a little bit ridiculous to a degree that I'm just putting a picture of one item in the paper, but you can't imagine, Nahum Siegel, how effective that has been for our company. Okay, so um, I'm going to talk in general about my advertising program, my marketing program. Mm-hmm. So from from the start... When we started marketing pomegranate, I wanted to make sure that the ads that we present to the public mirror images what the store is. It's exactly, it shows an image of what the store is. That means it's high-end, it's intentional, it's classy, and it's professional. So we did a lot of different ads. Some of them were images, some of them were educational, some of the ads were texts. They all have a different kind of impact. I think the consumer will tell you what what's effective and what's not effective. I've been, you know, loaded again and again and again for our marketing program. I think a lot of people which don't live in New York, they never were at Pomegranate, know about Pomegranate, right. and they look at it just from the marketing program that we've done. That's true. Uh, so, you know, images are effective. I think images are very effective because that talks to the subconscious. When you read something, okay, you read it, and that's it. An image, a picture goes in and it stays in your brain. Right. So, but... It also has to be done right. Just like images, just like that, it doesn't do the job. So our marketing program in general, just like our store concept, it's cohesive together. It's everything. It's like one big package, uh, giving the community something better. And believe it or not, it's not only the consumers that have been Happy with uh, benefiting from benefiting from pomegranate. It's also the newspapers. <laughs> Every <laughs> single newspaper sure. and magazine says <laughs> that since six years ago we started the program, their revenue has increased substantially <laughs> because all they have the ads from every supermarket. <laughs> all the ads the supermarkets used to make was specials. They were right. just putting in ninety nine cents, sixty nine cents. But right now you have. Uh, you can open every magazine and you'll see a whole bunch of ads from a whole bunch of different supermarkets right. in full that color. are going in the footprints as pomegranates, right. which is also very good. 
Abraham Banda is here on the as we drifted to the oil conversation on the subject of philanthropy. You have, in addition to this revolution in terms of uh, business in our community, you have made some high-profile commitments in the world of Jewish philanthropy over the last few years. Um, Would it be safe to say that, again, looking for others to follow in your footsteps, you've you've stood up, and I mean this literally because we've seen the video, you've stood up and made major commitments to different Jewish causes. Again, based on what you're saying, it sounds to me it's not just to support a great cause, but also to show people, hey, if you're in the business community, doing nice work in the Jewish community, you should be out there helping support Jewish causes. Yes, and that also that was also one of the things that when we started, uh, we made a commitment that we're going to give back to the community. Uh, the income that we have is from the community. There's a lot of people that go out and make money in the city with, right. uh, with nothing to do with the Jewish community. The income that I have, the people that pay uh, my employees' checks and my checks and that support me is from the community. So I felt right away that, you know, I'm not waiting until they come. I'm just going to just like upfront give a deposit and make sure that every single person knows and understands that when you make money from the community, you make money in general, but especially from the community, giving back is a big part of what we believe in. And that's the whole concept of pomegranate is basically, it's, it's of course, every business is about making money. But first and foremost is giving the best experience to the customer. And the same time, the same, at the same time is the community that supports you should get something back from us and should benefit from the fact that we're there. You have evidence that people have followed you in the business world. I hope you have evidence that they've followed you in the world of philanthropy as well. I'm just okay. hoping that there are others who have gone ahead and made that type of commitment. How many How many people from uh, OHEL, the world of uh, the great work they do with people who are uh, who have some disabilities, etc. How many are with you in Pomegranate at this time? So at the same at the same time that we are giving back to the community, I think something that's very important and something that touched me that people with disabilities, uh, not no fault of their own, you know, Hashem has chosen. Unfortunately, they should be disabled. And what we try to do is we try to f- make them feel like regular people. I think between four and five people that work now. Uh, in Pomegranate that are residing at Hask or Ohel. Uh, they walk the floors, customers like them, they work in the kitchen, they work in the office. Uh, whoever is capable of doing any kind of work, uh, we are hiring. And we pay them you know, regular wages. Uh, not high wages, right. but minimum wages. But it's not, they're not just there walking the floors they're doing and work. keeping them busy. We, they're doing work and they get taking home a paycheck. And I think that's important. And that's also to show other people that they understand that you should get closer to people with disabilities. That they're also normal people and they need to live and they need to work and they need to have a try as much of a regular lifestyle as they could and we should all help them and I think that's very important and that's also a part of giving back to the community and giving giving back to people who are disadvantaged or not as lucky as we are uh, David Mandel, you and the people at OHEL are um, uh, honoring Mr. Abraham Banda on the night of November the 23rd uh, with a, a wonderful list of honorees uh, for that evening what are your thoughts as you hear about uh, as you hear this conversation about being different, being different in the world of business, being different in the world of philanthropy, and being different in how one's attitude is toward those with disabilities. I've heard so many things this morning, beginning with that you and Stacy have a place to go to for your anniversary. 
walking around pomegranate. A little walking tour of pomegranate, huh? <laughs> I'm listening to Mr. Banda, and I'm thinking, uh, here we are on the radio, where words are your business, Nachum. And we're talking about one word, uh, pomegranate, and one word, ohel, and one word, Nachum, in the Jewish community. And one word has changed the world in many ways. I'm, I'm thinking of Apple, thinking of Nike thinking of Google, I'm thinking of Microsoft, and I'm listening to Mr. Banda speaking about one word, pomegranate, and how it's changed the world of Jewish industry, of of food, of service, of premier service. It's just one word, and it's really made a difference. And so far, for the last 20 minutes, it's been my best show because I haven't said anything. (laughs) I got carried away (laughs) with my analysis of pomegranate. Mr. Pom, um, Mr. Pomegranate, Mr. Pomegranate <laughs> talks about the uh, business of the experience of being different. He has a few individuals with disabilities working there, and and um, Hani is an example, who lives in um, in an apartment in Ohel and and works at Pomegranate is just so excited. Um, we were speaking before we got we got on air, and um, she met him yesterday, and and Hani just doesn't say hello. She really, she's exuberant and she's so happy about, we have, we have dozens of individuals at OHEL who work in many different places. We have, um, individuals with uh, mental illness who are accountants, college graduates. I was speaking with Rachela Witter, um, who was talking about, um, individuals who love animals and they work in a pet store. Um, this a person who's, um, who loves food. He's a diabetic, so he can't be near food. So he does entry level for um, a um, for a wholesaler. So he's near food, but he's not touching right. food because it's safer for him. Right. So we work very hard to place individuals in the job that makes sense for them. And like Mr. Banda says, it's a, they pay they pay a wage. They have an opportunity to interact with people. So it's very exciting. the The night of November twenty third. At the Marriott honors Mr. Banda for what he's done for the community, his relationship with Ohel, the fact that he employs people with disabilities, the fact that he's uh, a person who's done tremendous chesed for the community, and a role model for other employers to consider doing exactly what he's doing, which part of Ohel's motto was first class or no class. It's exactly everything that Mr. Band talked about. Yeah, one of the things you and I always talk about is that the biggest problem you have being number one in your industry is that there's only one place to go. <laughs> and to maintain that number one status year after year is very difficult. Mike Shelman always talks about it when, when uh, we continue to be um, just a premier organization, the foster care agency. Um, and we will rank number one by right. New York City Child Welfare. Yeah, for, real rating years. Folks, not just a tagline. Michelman says it's great to be number one. Now, I don't want to hear you be number two. Number right. two is good, but it's not number one. Correct. And Mr. Bender is number one, and he's maintained. That was a great question you asked him. How do you avoid complacency? Very difficult. Very difficult. And you have the same situation. You want to make sure you keep your staff as motivated as possible. Organizational culture, Nachum. Right. You keep at it. Only way to do it. And 24 hours a day. It's just 24 hours in a day? It's just 24 hours. I don't think Mr. Banda will tell you it's just 24 hours in a day. Yeah, he may not have it. Uh, By the way, um, you've been honored by organizations in the last few years. You've been honored by different organizations. Yes. Um, A lot of people pride themselves on avoiding 
being honored. Can I assume that because of this example that you like to set for others uh, in the world of philanthropy, just like the world of business, you don't necessarily give people a hard time about being honored. And maybe you'd give a word of encouragement to those who give people like David Mandel and other organizations a hard time. That it's not such a bad thing to lend your name and help support a good cause. I've been, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not so excited about being honored because I don't like the publicity that much. Uh, in the beginning, it's okay, but I think it's, you know, going sometimes overboard. So when Mr. Mandel came to me and said, I want to, I want you to be honored, I was hesitant because, you know, my name is coming out, you know, I'm a private person, I have a family, I don't need to constantly be in the news and in the headlines. But he explained to me that we don't, we want you not so much because of your money. We don't want you to be, we want you because we think it's a great thing. It's a great connection and it's going to help all hell. It's going to help the community and it's going to get other people to think differently in a positive way. So if I can be an example for other people and I can help out, I'm going to look away at my privacy and uh, the thing that I'm not so comfortable being constantly honored and being in the headlines or in the public. But, uh, for the, you know, the good, for the greater good, which is basically making other people do the same and other people to be an example, I think, um, you know, it, I, I would do it and I think I have an obligation to do it. Right. People know me, people look at pomegranate as something different. I think it's And first- if anything positive can come out of it, then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go along. I think it spurs people on. I think it spurs people on, especially when they, uh, you know, want to follow a success. Yes, David. We have a we have a, a program at Oval called Sib Shops, right. um, sibling, right? Sibling Shops. It's a program in which um, the brothers and sisters of those that have disabilities participate in discussion groups, literally sit in circles and talk about what it's like to have a brother or a sister with a disability. Five year olds, eight year olds, twelve year olds, fifteen year olds. Ellie Libin, uh, one of um, OHAL's board members, yep. foster parents, he and Susie for many years facilitate one of the workshops. Irving Lango, one of our board right. members, employs an, an individual with disabilities. And Mr. Abraham Bando has been a supporter of SIP shops for, for many years. And what does it mean to individuals? Literally hundreds of, of boys and girls, adolescents, young adults. Harvey Cayley participates in SIP shops together with his brother, Marvin. And people certainly know the word, the name, Harvey and Gloria Cayley from Kim Cayley. So Harvey is uh, is a young man who's, uh, I don't know, a decade or two or three older than you, Nachum. He's a sip shop And he participates in sip shops talking about what it's like to have a brother with disabilities. Collective. And, and, and um, Mr. Band and Pomegranate have been supporters and sponsors of ship shops for a number of years and have touched the lives of hundreds of individuals and made a difference. Well, there you have it. Abraham Bandum. I, oh, I just want to make one more point that, um, you know, when um, it was known when they put an ad in the papers that I'm going to be honored at OHEL, I have a very close friend of mine in the Hasidic community that has a kid that um, is disabled. And he called me up. And he thanked me, saying that nobody knows what OHEL does. And, you know, it's not something you can see in general, the general population. They know, you know, that they, in general, take care of disabled children. So I have a disabled child that's very, very difficult in the house. 
for every year for two weeks, they have volunteers coming and picking up the child and taking care of the child. I'm not sure exactly how they did it, but he was raving about all hell and he thanked me so much. And that alone was worth for me to just to hear from that uh, per- individual person that has the disabled child, how happy he was and how he appreciated was. For that alone was worth to be um, the honoree at all hell. Well so said. Thank you very much, David, for giving me the opportunity. I think it's, uh, I'm very touched and the more, uh, you know, I see organizations helping out other people, the more I see that, uh, that God has over here children that are taking care of their, of his children in a very, very positive way and have been touched time and time again and the same thing, oh hell is no different. Been touched by them, what they do, they do s- tremendous, tremendous chesed to the community. It's uh, something that uh, no one understands. You can just talk about it until you actually use them. So I hope I will never understand it and never have to use them. So thank you again and for being uh, such a pillar and such a chesed to the community, David. There's a million and a half uh, Jews in um, New York City and, and the tri-state area. A million and a half Jews. And I don't know what percentage of people that come to Pomegranate are, uh, are not kosher or not Jewish. I have no idea. But there's a million and a half Jews. And about 13% of people have some type of a disability. That's one in seven people, potentially one in seven people, that shop at Pomegranate have some type of a disability or have a child with a disability, one in seven people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of customers. It's a bigger population than we think. And that's one in seven people that are listening to this show that now connect a conversation. And I mean this literally. When, when, you know, when they're shopping for that, for the meat, for Hanukkah, for the Sufganiyot, <laughs> or for Shoshonah, or for any day that they're coming for, for the dips or anything else. I'm, I'm, I mean this literally. Don't forget the sushi platters. <laughs> I mean, if we're shopping everybody, already. Everybody talks about what they like. I mean, if we're shopping home, already, yeah. let's, let's make the list the way it's supposed to be. They now have that added perception about people with disabilities that you talk about, that you think about. That was a, that was that story about your friend that has a disability that, that said to you, that opened up to you about his about his child, and that two weeks a year, he's probably talking about Ohel's end of summer camping program. Right. It, it that, that was a, that was an important story. Thank you very much, David. We'll see you on the twenty third. Please God, uh, Mazal Tov to all the honorees, and uh, specifically this morning, a Mazal Tov to Abraham Banda, recipient of the Ohel Community Partnership Award. I thank you for being here this morning. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, Nachum. Looking a forward pleasure. to see you again in the future. I appreciate that, David. Thank you. We'll see you as well thank you, Nachum. on the 23rd of November. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here on a special Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. <laughs>
a.m. Mati Steinmetz with B'Shem Hashem. Before that, you heard the uh, Shlemy Daskal selection, Minagain, off of the sheer double CD. J.M. and A.M. on a Tuesday morning. My thanks, everybody, at Amit. Had an amazing time last night at their uh, beautiful, ele- elegant dinner uh, on Broadway in New York City. And as I said earlier, unfortunately, the highlight of the night was the speech by Hadar Golden's mother, Hadar Golden, who was murdered by the enemy at the end of uh, Operation Protective Edge. And boy, oh boy, were her words inspiring. Hadar Golden was a graduate of the Amit School in Israel, one of the Amit schools in Israel. And it was just heartbreaking, but uh, like I say, unfortunately it was the highlight of the night, but it was some highlight, and they had a lot of highlights there last evening. Just a beautiful performance. Um, JM and the AM, reminder that uh, today is Kosher Fest, and our very own Naomi Nachman is going to be in the uh, Abel's and Hyman booth. That's going to be today at Kosher Fest. She's actually going to be recording Friday's show from there, the one that she does at 9 o'clock Friday mornings. <laughs> should be a lot of fun. Uh, join If you see Naomi, make sure to wave and say hi. Uh, I think ZK is going to be there as well. So Naomi Nachman will be there in the Abels and Hyman booth. Say hi to Seth and everybody at A&H. And uh, anybody heading to Kosher Fest, enjoy. Always a fun event. A serious event, but a fun event. Um, reminder that Ellie Hagler begins today his two-part series on the singles scene in the Jewish world. It is, as we've been telling you for the last couple of days, it is a very important two-part discussion. It starts today, 9 a.m., just 15 minutes from now on our stream at jmnam.org during the Jewish Reaction Show. Continues um, 9 a.m. next week on the 18th of November. Rebbets and Judy Steinig of the OU, Mark Goldman of Saw You Out Sinai, Mindy Eisenman of YU Connects, and Derek Saker of JWED. They're all participating in this panel discussion. It'll be two parts. First part comes up 15 minutes from now. Second part is next week. It is uh, something that a lot of people in this audience are going to want to hear, so stay tuned. Jewish Reaction with uh, Ellie Hagler coming up next right here at jmandtheam.org. Nine at nine takes place tonight. Yes, he's wide, counts it down. If you haven't voted yet, go to the nine at nine link at the very top of uh, nachomsegel.com. The Impact Israel event is this coming Sunday. Advance your career, make an impact, do it in Israel. Our friends at Nefesh Benefesh will join us later in the week to discuss this very important event. For information, NBN dot org dot il slash impact nbn dot org dot il slash impact reminder this coming sunday the 10 yad hachnasas kala uh, has their uh, auction and performance that's happening this coming sunday at five o'clock is the viewing and light buffet eight forty five for the big presentation the production of the best mistake of all and nine forty five sunday the program and auction drawing all the razag ballroom on East New York Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Information, tenyad.org. Tenyad.org has uh, information about that, so you can check it out. want to thank our friends at Amuna who were here yesterday. They've got their big event coming up this Saturday night, uh, the National Dinner, uh, November the 15th. This coming Saturday night, the Circle of Life Benefit Dinner will honor Shari and David Shapiro, Shane D. and Daniel Brothman, Amy and Daniel Gibber, who I give a special shout-out to, and Felicia and Stephen Honig. Amuna.org for information, Amuna.org or 
9045 The Prime Minister's two concentrating on the lives of Yitzhak Rabin and Menachem Begin. Uh, that happens, um, Kurt, the movie, the movie opening, the premiere, happens uh, courtesy of the Simon Wiesenthal Center at the AMC Lowe's Lincoln Square on Broadway a week from tonight, Tuesday, November the 18th. Information at 212-697-1180. 212-697-1180. We've been telling you about the um, international Chidona Tanakh, the international Bible contest happening in New York City at Westside Institutional Synagogue on the 30th of November. Not only is it going to be amazing to see this free event live and in person, but they are going to have a musical performance by director Yaron Gershavsky and cantors Gadi Alone, Yosef Karavani, New York's Israel singer, and New Jersey's Israel singer. Uh, AZM.org slash Bible dash contest for information. AZM.org slash Bible dash contest for information about that. Stay Road Dinner is coming up on Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, at the Hilton Meadowlands. Mazal Tov to uh, all the honorees. From all of us here at JM and the AM, go to stayroat.org or 718-673-4945 for information on that. And a reminder that tonight the Shalom Task Force presents Naomi Ackerman at 7.45 p.m. at the Spartak Temple in Cedarhurst. It's a one-woman play entitled Flowers Aren't Enough. It's a story of Michal, a young woman from an upper-middle-class family who finds herself in an abusive relationship. We see her denial, shame, and despair, and then watch as she takes charge of her life and rediscovers herself. This compelling show has been performed over 1,500 times in Israel and worldwide. It's for women only. First come, first serve. ShalomTaskForce.org or dial 212-742-1478. 212-742-1478. That is at the Sephardic Temple in Cedarhurst tonight at 745. All right. JM and the AM, brand new from the Moshav Band.
J.M. in the A.M. Ki Lekach Tov. From the Yiddish Nachas C.D. Dambayasi Green. J.M. in the A.M. A reminder tomorrow, the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, the president of Yeshiva University, visits us here at J.M. in the A.M. We love when he comes by and uh, tells us about the latest developments up at YU. We get that opportunity tomorrow. President Richard Joel, Yeshiva University, in our, in our studio tomorrow morning right here at JMNAM. Don't forget, coming up next on JMNAM.org, Ellie Hagler, uh, the beginning of a two-part series on the single scene in the Jewish community. Four very special guests. It all happens on the Jewish Reaction Show coming up starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on JMNAM.org. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, JMNAM.org. Wraps up a, a wonderful Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow we're back with plenty more. Make sure to be tuned in. Keep it on the stream all day long at jmintheam.org. And if you're heading to Kosher Fest, say hi to Naomi Nachman. She's, she's in the A&H booth recording a show for this Friday. Make sure to say hi from all of us here at JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachman Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.